So, and then we did that, I think until the following Easter, like from June to Easter, we were meeting outside. Do you guys remember the Christmas Eve? And we like, it was like a windstorm. We're like huddled up against the building here. So that was a really strange kind of 2020. And then in 2021, I had a boss that calls me and she says, Hey, you know, we have this little job, this little gig, you know, 10 to 20 hours a week working for the coffee association. You want to jump on? I was like, sure. And I was just kind of like, you know, stashing bike money on the side, you know, doing this little job. And then at the end of 2021, that's when we found out that we were pregnant, which again, as we all know, was a major surprise for us. And then at that moment, we even kind of posted that we were starting to have conversations where I was like, Hey, I think I want to stay home. I don't want to, you know, want to be home for a year. So that kind of leads into 2022. James is born in June. And then 2022, Robin, at the beginning of the school year, she takes a year off. She starts with that iLead program, which lasts a glorious three months. Yeah, four. Yeah. So, and then we're in, you know, we're on vacation and HR says, hey, we need to have a meeting with you. And their enrollment was down. And so iLead, you know, said goodbye to her four months. Thanks a lot. And then, you know, kind of continuing to work in 2023, the SEA was really helpful for our family financially. We took benefits from the SEA for time in there too. And then as you guys know, there was a a time when I was kind of just testing the water, so to speak, to see like, hey, is this a place to go full time? Is this something where our family needs to shift towards? And then that glorious moment in the backyard as the heavens, you guys aren't the heavens had opened and the sunlight just shined straight down as I'm shaving my legs and a voice came from the heavens now. <laughs> but then the Lord's like, hey, I, I gave you this job. And again, kind of looking at it in this perspective, I gave you this job for a season. You need to let it go. So I said goodbye to that at the very end of 2023. December was like my last day. So that leads us into 2024. And I bring up these four years because... Ah, it's been a, it's been a, a long, what a long, weird trip it's been. You know what I mean? It's been weird for, for me personally, for us for the last four years. But I feel that like coming into this year, right? At least where I'm at personally, I feel like I wrote some notes. I was like, you know, like energy and passion and excitement. And there's part of that, but there's also kind of a real settledness, a focused, just kind of very content just a different level of discipline that maybe I haven't had in years past. I shared this with some folks. I feel in some senses, because it's been such a, like four years of just, just, I feel like I'm starting over. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like I have all this experience behind me. So anyway, as we kind of move, at least for me, as I move into this year, I have... I'm just doing like the church is, is you guys, it's all I'm, all I want to do. It's really all I care about. You know, I loved the coffee. It was a fun job. It was something I was passionate about. It was something I enjoyed, but I, that's not, that's not what God's called me to do or called me to be, you know? So I'm really content, settled in this, in this role. And, you know, the other thing too is just so you guys know, like we have James, but the kids are in school and I take James Monday, Thursday, Friday, and then. Robin's mom takes them Tuesday, Wednesday. So I have a couple of days in the middle of the week where I just have, you know, real time to be focused, structured, kind of pay attention to what I want to do for the church. So I want to just kind of open, you know, up with that. And as much as I kind of can share, you know, about myself, it's it's not about myself. And it's it really is about the folks that are sitting here. And the real backbone behind a lot of this too is our church board, which I wanted to talk about for a little bit. So the church board. Will you please stand, wave your hand, let everybody know. 
Rob, Molly, Dietrich, Chris, and Phil. Just a quick note on each of these folks. Rob's day one, been with us through day one. So Rob has a perspective. He kind of has the long view. He just kind of, yeah, I remember that one time and we did this. And, you know, he, he, it's so nice to have somebody who's kind of just been there and just really kind of knows everything that this church has been since day one. Molly brings such wisdom and such insight to our church board. She just is able to kind of see processes and systems and really kind of help us align in some, some really good ways. Dietra brings just real discernment. She brings a spiritual guidance. I wish she was here. I wanted to tell her that when she doesn't, how do I say, do we all know Dietra's quiet, right? But when she speaks, I tend to listen to that because when somebody's quiet and then they speak, you know that they have something. So her kind of quietness, her discernment, her love for the Lord really choose, helps me to kind of, you know, again, listen a little bit more attentively towards Dietra. And then Chris and Phil just joined. They just they just joined this year, and they're kind of coming in onto the church board. You guys have been with the church three, I mean, coming into this four years, right? Because I know you both started around the 2020 year. So, again, just really appreciate what you guys have, have been a part of the church and then kind of bring you onto the church board. So, the church board, how does it function? And the, I want to talk about this because... I wanted to use our church board and again, how it functions as a little bit of a template for kind of what we're going to talk from here on about. So there's the spiritual direction, there's a discernment, there's financial accountability, there's event coordinating, there's pastoral support, and there's mission emphasis. Now, now that I have so much time on my hands, I'm able to do things much more complex and thought and thoughtful than just bullet points. Are you guys ready for this? See, I always build this stuff up, like my big 13, you know, and I go... Here's how, look at that. Come on, in the cross and everything. I mean, come on, you guys are like, sheesh, this guy is just on it 2024. You know, I was thinking about kind of, in some senses, you know, horizontally, the financial accountability, the event coordination, planning kind of is some of our kind of more horizontal things, the pastoral support, the mission oriented, and then just right in the middle, that spiritual direction and discernment. And here's why you know, just to say a quick thing, and I'm going to go, like I said, I want to kind of use this as a little template for what I want to talk about this morning. But again, just putting that spiritual direction, that discernment right at the middle, because I talk about this when we're with our board, and I talk about this when we're with our church. If we are not paying attention and listening to the voice of the Lord in our lives, in our church board, with one another, I like, what are we doing? Like having a nice club, like a great organization, right? The hope and the goal is that God is speaking to you know, not just me as the pastor is like, hey, this is what the Lord told me and we're going to do, th-, but that the Lord is speaking to us and guiding us and shaping us and moving us in a direction, right? And when you hear that voice, when you understand what he's doing, when you're able to discern and hear that clearly, there is nothing better, right? There is nothing better. So let me start real quick. Uh, again, using this a little bit as a template, let me start with just some financial. One of the things that we do as a church board is just financial accountability. Like, I just want the, I don't ever want that to be a, I don't want our finances to ever be like hidden or convoluted or again, any sort of shadiness around our finances. So every time we get together as a board, I just lay it out. Like, here's our bank statements. Here's our numbers. Here's what's what. So financially, and I want to be accountable to the church, right? I want the church to know what our finances are as well, too, because for whatever reason, Churches and finances don't always have a great relationship, 
right? And we've seen that probably enough to know that, yeah, that's probably true. So in our accounts, I mean, this was just a screenshot, I think from Wednesday is right around $40,000. We were laughing or not laughing at our board meeting, but we were reminiscing. Rob was reminiscing with me at our board meeting. There was a time and I don't know, would have been 11, no, 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there, 2014, 15. Our finances were about down to six or $7,000. And we were at some point just kind of like in a little bit of like, okay, we will burn out of money in X months, right? And to be at this number, I feel like personally as a pastor, like, like this is like a million dollars to me. I'm like, holy smokes, we are the richest church in the world. Like this is, God has blessed us beyond what we know what to do with. So this is, you know, again, kind of where we're at financially is just incredible. And then if you wanted to look, you know, kind of income and expenses, that kind of got a little bit off the end. Just kind of, like I said, I do just like a little bit of a profit loss each month. I share this with the board. This is when the money comes in. This is what money's going out. If you wanted to kind of see this in a different way, for our year end this past year in 2023, we were above about 9000 or about almost about $10,000, which again, to me that you could add multiple zeros behind that. And I'm like, wow, God, we are just, you know, like, wow, that's so much work doing so amazing. Our average in is about $4,500 a month. And our average out, at least in 2023, was about $3,800 a month. I want to I want to speak a little bit about 2024, some of our projected finances for 2024. So my salary each month, I don't ever want to hide behind that. Like, oh, what's a pastor making? What's he doing? That's my salary each month. Okay. That is what I pay, get the church pays me each month. That 1050 is divided between Brian, who we pay to do music. We pay our Sunday school workers a little bit each month. We pay our rec hall girl who works two days a week. So that's all kind of divided between those folks. Our insurance, (laughs) I just got our updated insurance bill. And I'm sure as all of us have seen our insurance premiums rise, our insurance premium rose from 120. The last one I just pulled out of the mailbox was 136. So all that being said, like that puts us kind of, you know, almost right under $4,000 just in, I think like $3,900, right? Just that's it month to month to month. Now, on top of that, you know, we're going to have to purchase things such as bread and wine or juice or snacks or coffee or when we have events or this or that. So there's always kind of different moving pieces, but just month to month to month, those are are what we have. And again, I just want to be really always be transparent about what that is. Can we take a pause here? That way, if there's questions or comments about any of this stuff before I move on. I think I'll just jump in real quick. As the church board, this is the, in, in the time of like, oh gosh, when are we closing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric at that time and the board collectively, Eric took a bit of a cut in his salary. And I think since that time, we've been kind of going like, hey, that's something we would love to address again and sort of been monitoring over the last, year, two years, something like that, as we've seen the budget sort of evolve. And I think when we met most recently and talked about it collectively as the core, just realizing like we're in that place where we feel like we have that stability. We're seeing the finances grow in a way that still allows us to be generous with still some like extra sitting there that we wanted to revisit that conversation and raise at Eric's salary 
getting close to back to that point. And so I think the math checks out. It's like a seven and a half percent increase that we wanted to ensure that that America's part was the 24, 2024 finances. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is, our expenses haven't really changed very much from the beginning. I mean, it's, it's not far off from where we were at the very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Added a couple of people. His salary's kind of up and down a couple times. Other than that, it's been about the same. Yeah. Does everyone know about the rec hall worker, the two days, what you're talking about? Does everybody know about that? We pay the, the rec hall worker two days to kind of help organize that after school program. So she works Wednesday, Friday. And so we pay her Wednesday, Friday. Jordan? So we have it open on Wednesday, Friday, and kids can kind of drop in and drop out and kind of come hang out if they want to or, you know, kind of do. It did, like, especially during COVID time, we we had had a shutdown. And then I did feel like in speaking with the city, they were like, because, you know, we, we have this building and kind of deal was like, here's the keys and the rec hall. And then when we shut it, it was like, oh, okay, like, it's going to do our, and then he was like, yeah, you, you kind of need to like run the rec hall. So, um, yeah. So what happens on those days, Wednesdays and Fridays, it's just open for, to do homework or hang out or what? Yeah. So homework, hang out, uh, her name's Allie. She's here. We have like some sports equipment, like in the past. Some of you folks, you remember, we had a pool table that was in here, and then we would cover the pool table and make it our communion table. At one point, we had a ping pong table. So there's been, like, some different pieces that have kind of moved in and moved out. I remember I went when I was, like, way younger with one of my friends, and it was when you had paper. Yeah. Yeah. And we would put, you know, so there's been, like I said, there's been some, just speaking real, you know, Allie's been good, not great. (laughs) She's not watching. And... You know, we'll we'll kind of ride this this year out as is, and then uh, again, this is an area the rec hall where I'd like to maybe turn some more attention to in the coming years. So that person's here to kind of just make sure everything's okay. Open the doors, you know, put some snacks out, make sure nobody's getting too crazy. The kids are taking the sporting equipment or playing or hanging out. You know, I let them turn the. We have the. They can plug their phone in and play music. You know, it's ping pong tables. It's trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need, that's like one thing, you know, at one point I just put it on Facebook, like, Hey, who's clearing out their garage? She wants a ping pong table out of their garage. And people are like, Oh, that's me. You know, cause everybody gets a ping pong table thinking it's going to be the family, the family, you know, and then like six months later, like two, what, what am I doing with this? You know? So people, junior high. Yeah. High school kids are, are too busy, you know, with sports after school, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's usually junior high. Yeah. Yeah. Finances, spiritual direction and discernment. And again, as I, as I, oh, let's take a commercial break real quick and then I'll, oh, I wanted to say one, one other thing about finances before I moved on after our commercial break. I, I wanted to say, <laughs> I wanted to say thank you to the church. You know, again, like, that we are in a kind of a stable place financially is just such a blessing to to me as a pastor. Like that's incredible. And just for us too, like as a church, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all who contribute, who donate. Again, all, the, the only way our church runs is just kind of off tithing. So those who give, not tithing, that's, you know, but just who give to our church, that's how we, 
And then, I, you know, we've, we've talked about this for years too, is our double bottom line, right? So I think one of our bottom lines is that we would operate in the black, which again, we've done this year, which is incredible blessing. The, the double bottom line is our giving. Okay. And as money comes in, it doesn't, we've always talked that doesn't just stay here. We're not trying to accumulate. We're not trying to go from 40,000 to 400,000. We're not trying to, you know, we're not just trying to like make always, we want to be a church that gives away. And that typically is about whatever comes in about 10% of that just gets redistributed. And whether that's, you know, just blessing people. Some, sometimes we just want to bless like, like Brian or the Sunday school workers, or sometimes we want to bless different organizations. Sometimes you guys know we just give money. I just give like, Hey, here's money. Here's a $50 bill or here's a hundred dollar bill and just go bless somebody. Just go give it away. Just be generous with that. So again, the double bottom line for us is that we're in the black and that we're a church that gives away. Right. And then lastly, you know, as again, as you kind of see our average in, average out, you know, like it's, it's, not tight, but it's, you know, it's within margin. And if there's an opportunity for you to grow in finances this coming year, like, yeah, we, we would, again, small, small amounts monthly are, are a big, are a big deal for us. Right. So again, thank you. And then our double bottom line. And again, if there's a chance to grow, we, yeah, we want to do that too. So. Okay, on to this, which again, you know, when I think about spiritual direction and discernment, this has just been, I think, the heartbeat for our church and for our board is just, you know, can listening to the Lord, understanding. There are some things that I'll keep referring to the board meeting that we had this this past week. There are some things that are said, and then we just kind of listen, you know, and just, okay, there's somebody saying this, and then somebody else's, and just discerning, listening, allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of flow through us. That happens a lot of times. Through, we just have a little Bible study at the beginning and just kind of allowing the Spirit to speak. We're asking the Lord always, God, on what we're doing on Sunday morning, is this what you want us to do? Like, are the sermons appropriate? Is the content? Is the music? The Eucharist? How are Second Sundays? Okay, here's one that I'm going to put a little asterisk behind a few things this morning because these are some things that are on the back burner mentally. When I started this church in February of 2011, before I started the church, I went for a three-day silent retreat. There is a monastery on the backside of Big Bear. It's called, anybody know where Valermo is? Anybody heard of Valermo? <laughs> if you want to Google Valermo, it's, it's again, like if you were to fly over Big Bear and then kind of go down into that whole valley on the other side, there's a monastery there called St. Andrews, and it's a beautiful, beautiful and I am like, I'm like, I, I'd want to go back there and I'd love to lead a few people, a small group of people who'd want to go just do maybe, maybe just an overnighter, right? But just go to an overnight silent retreat. Again, to listen, to be quiet, to hear the voice of the Lord. So that's something that's kind of, you know, again, put the asterisk behind it, but that's something that's kind of cooking in my brain for this year. And then, you know, just, Really some simple stuff, event coordination and planning. I, I am always so hesitant that, you know, I don't want people ever to get saved into a life of church activity, right? Or be just welcomed into club Christianity. I don't just want to do a bunch of stuff as a church, right? And at the same time, I want a way that the, the community that we build with that stuff is important to us, right? So we were having some of these conversations on Tuesday night, like, 
how do we do things together, right? How do we grow together as a church? And yet at the same time, not just, you know, have a bunch of activities. That being said, some things that are just, that are just coming up is, you know, we talk about our camping trip at O'Neill State Park, youth group junior. I want to come back to that in a little bit. Elise had a fantastic idea about doing a book night. I had shared last week the celebration of discipline book. I want to take one chapter, one discipline per month and kind of read the chapter, practice the discipline, and then we would gather together and discuss that. I have ideas for like, like it'd be great to do like court, again, this is an asterisk idea, like quarterly seminars, not just for our church, right? Like, hey, let's bring in a Christian speaker to talk about. But like, what about if we brought in a speaker and opened it up to the neighborhood and said, hey, we are going to do like a marriage seminar. We have seats for 75. Or, hey, I know parenting is really challenging right now. We're going to bring in a parenting expert. Like, let's open it up to the neighborhood, put it on the Facebook pages. What about how social media working for kids, finances? So all those sorts of things, I'm like, man, I'd, I'd love to do that, you know, not just for our church, but for our neighborhood. Like, hey, this would be something really cool to see. Like these little, we have this great space in here. You can bring a small group. It could be intimate. So again, just event coordination planning. Let's talk about the book night because I, I bought a bunch of books. I think I, think I just want just to give them to you guys. And if it's something you want to jump in on, we're going to do it. I just don't know how we're going to do it. Okay. So. This is one per person. Yeah. I would say like kind of one per family. And then if you are, you have, you got, if you are like in a family and you're just like, man, I'm not, I'm not a sharing, we're not a sharing family, then you're just going to be responsible to go, to go get your own. And this was, Elise, can you, this kind of was a little bit of Elise's idea. Let me put Elise on the spot here just for a second for just kind of the general. And again, the details have not been like fleshed out, but. Eric was just talking last week and he was like, well, I was talking about service and he was just reading out of this book about serving. And then he was like, I think I'm personally going to just like read a chapter and meditate on it and focus on it. And then like, I was like, no, we all do that as a church individually. Like what could happen in this year if every month, like who we are just like reading about service or meditation or prayer and then we don't know whether it's going to be meeting second Sunday or the last Sunday, or we meet like the last Friday night and we just be like, this is what God spoke to me personally. Or we've been talking about what we want. If something happens or he brings up something about the church, we just thought I was just like, it could be like an awesome year of like yeah. different growth, not just Eric doing it and leading us, but like we all do it. And then obviously God speaks to us all the same. And then maybe he'll, or different, I mean, God speaks to us differently and, the same in different ways. So I just was like, that'd be kind of cool. Sure. And then we yeah. asked. It's not overwhelming. One chapter. I'm yeah. not a reader, but I'm like, I can do that. One yeah. I can do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One yeah. And then you kind of go back and reread it. And he has some real practical stuff. This book's from, this is a, a I mean, it looks kind of new. It's a classic book from 1978. So, um, so yeah, we just weren't sure if like adding, if like the last Friday is going to be like another thing or if we should add it to second Sunday or the last. So that's what the detail. I could send it because that was a thing. Like we, I, it would, the one thought I think initially was like, Hey, let's the last Friday, right? You tend to do this whole month and then you'd meet the last Friday. And, and then I think there was a, Chris, maybe you brought it up of like maybe doing it, you know, again, tr not trying to add more church activity, 
like if we did it on a second Sunday, right? And so you'd kind of have in between the two Sundays to to do your to do your work or to do the reading and, and the practicing and whatnot. So I think that's the only thing that's kind of uh, we're trying to d- discern and decide. I'm gonna put. <laughs> yeah, be ready. There's a lot of intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna send. I have a follow up email that there's a couple other things in here that I need to. We we just need to kind of have some, you know, conversation about. This would be one of them, and just kind of hear from the church what you would prefer. And again, I don't want to you know, kind of collude that with my perspective on that, but I just want to hear from the church, hey, this would work for us and we could do this. So that's the second Friday, or I'm sorry, that's, we're just kind of coming through this book night. And this is, this Foster's book, I started rereading it again this week. It's just such a fantastic book. I mean, really just, again, some real practical help for us uh, in, in the Christian life. So that, and then let's talk about Youth Group Junior. You guys ready for this one? Youth Group Junior. Three years ago, there was that time when was like we had that that like, hey, everyone's going to serve in the church, right? Everyone's going to be a, a servant in the church. I was really influenced by this this quote by a guy named David Fitch in his book Faithful Presence. He said, "Being with children in our teaching ministry is not a spiritual gift, right? Instead, the church brings all its gifts to the space of ministry with children." And all who can lower themselves to be present with the child will experience Jesus and his kingdom like nowhere else. And Fitch and his church, they had like made it a, a calling, like everybody's going to serve in the kids, in the Sunday school, in the kids ministry. And we kind of adapted that for a while. Part of that was just out of necessity, right? Like we just needed help in there. And it was just like, let's just get everybody in there to see and to experience the kingdom of God through the eyes of our children, right? And so we did that. And then there was a time again where we're like, okay, what about if we brought in some help? That's when we brought in Cynthia and Katie, who've been doing such a great job for us. But at the same time, now we were kind of like on the opposite end of like, thank goodness. No, we we don't, we don't do anything with the kids for the most part anymore. Right. Except patrol them from, you know, you know, outside when they're trying to eat their third or fourth donut. That's like, or so there was an idea. I don't, I can't even think of where the genesis of this idea was. And I don't want to take credit because I don't think it was my idea. But the idea was, I'm calling it Youth Group Junior just because I think that that's kind of a funny name. But we would once, once a month, but not every month. So in this 2024, there would be seven March, April, not May, June, July, August, not September, October, November, right? So, during that month, a family would host what we'll call a, a youth group junior. Plan it. You would prepare it. You'd host it. You, you can do that at your house. If you don't want all these rugrats running around your house, I'll give you the keys to the rock call. You can bring them here. They can run around here. Right? And it's just a gathering. All of our, Most of our kids, not all of our kids, are kind of elementary-ish aged. Right? So, again, you, we think about youth group, kind of that junior high, senior high, which is a really important age. Right? But this is a way for us as a church to almost, in some senses, kind of bridge back to that, again, using Fitch's quote, bridging back to experiencing Jesus's kingdom through the eyes of our children, right? Bringing all of our gifts. So for, for a youth group junior, I don't know, Phil said like, hey, well, 
take a summer month and host a pool party. And Chris was like, hey, we're going to do a workout at my house with all these kids. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. And it's not just for like people with elementary age kids. You don't have to have elementary age kids to host. I think I'd love to see everybody take take this on, right, at some level. Uh, maybe it's a little, just a dinner or a, a, some games in the park or whatever it would be. And again, a little Bible, maybe a Bible study, maybe there'd be a video, maybe there would be something along those lines. But again, this is something that we want to move into for 2024. You got any questions or thoughts or comments? Am I missing anything on this? Does this sound like a random day? Not on a Sunday. So say, say you guys chose April and you looked at your calendar in April and you said, Hey, April 22nd works for us. Right. And whether that's a Thursday night or a Friday or a Tuesday or whatever, and we would just start announcing it and saying, okay, the next one's April 22nd. Families put it on your calendar and that would be it. So I don't think it has to be like even a specific because each family that's going to coordinate it is going to have different monthly schedules. So they'll be able to kind of choose the day in the month that suits them best. I think the only thing that we'll have to be specific about is like a little bit of like a six week month kind of heads up, you know what I mean? So we can announce it to the church and people here at the church put on their calendar. So yeah, the families would choose the day. And it's like kinder through six is what you guys are. Ish. So the shoulders on that too. What's that? Yeah. 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 So at the moment that, the, the elementary-ish yeah and again the shoulders too like i i would i don't know if julia like julia's in seventh grade i don't know if she'd want to do it i don't know if robbie would want to or jack would want to do that you know if you know it might be a little maybe hang or something or kind of like i mean you could think like they know you can't come but yeah no 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 yeah i mean but if it's like swimming at your house like i think they would i think the older kids so would like it if it's something like that you like pump cool too so yeah you want to yeah little ones like julia's great for helping out a game night game that would be really fun yeah like just watching some of the videos the camp that jack's about to go to with neighbors and nations and just seeing all the activities that they do and like obviously i know why he loves to go but just doing something like something like that yeah. like an activity like a competition or something like yep. that yep and again like for for me to, to have to plan it once a year right that's what i'm asking Eric. like it's once a year like that doesn't feel overwhelming i can put something together you know and again so this this is again something that's going to kind of go into this kind of follow-up email that I want us to kind of think through. That will probably just be more of just a straight sign up. Choose a month that works well for you. Sign up and host. And then we'll, if you have a date, if you want to just put a date, we can even just put the dates. And so I know there's people that just like to put in their calendars and go from there. Cool. And the kid could vote at the end of the year. You did the best one. <laughs> if you do the best one, what about if you did the best one, you get to take the next year off? <laughs> if you do the worst one, that the least you get to be the top. Right? Yeah. So, That's just too confusing. Jesus is just too confusing on that. <laughs> like a competition. What kids are the older yeah. ones though now? Like Dana, Juliet, who's I'm like, I'm sometimes yeah. thinking about them too. Of like, Something. It's almost like there's all the littles, but we have these kids in this like middle ground. I mean, like Noah's kind of like, almost, he can be with us and stuff, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want them to like get lost in this or like always feel like they are taking care of our littles because I feel like we were kind of having a discussion with Dana and I saw like, that can be a lot of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know but like, 
these kids or that for any Dana's not our first story, but it's like it's a figure out Jimmy and Dana. And it's like that's a lot of pressure. I'm always feeling like they have to be with the littles. And it's like, yeah, what do we do yeah. with them? Yeah. That's a really good question. I mean, yeah. I've just been that's been on my heart lately of like, shoot, like because there's not that many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know. Could it be that they you guys post the middles? Yeah. I mean, I I love that. I love and that age. Like I'm totally done with that, but I just, I know there's not a lot of little girls that are out. They're not little. <laughs> They're middle. They're middle. They're middle. <laughs> right? Like, it's just, and and it's hard because. I can get creative now to make sure it's fun for them. Trust. No, <laughs> I know that. I just, you know, it's like, I just feel bad if they're always like, hey, can yeah. you go take me to Dawson and I go take care of whatever. And it's like. Yeah. I, I I hear that. Let me let me think about that, and let's let's talk about that a little bit, you know, on the side, and and maybe that's something that we need to bring up with the board, and really kind of consider because, we, yeah, we got to start thinking. I I need to not only think for the future, but really the future in some senses is now. How are we addressing this? And so I, you know, just not to. I know that. I mean, that was your thing, like you, and you know, he comes with us, and then sometimes on Wednesdays they'll just go to like the Wednesday. Mm-hmm youth group at mm-hmm. Calvary or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But, uh, yeah it's just like a weird age gap, you know? Right. I'll have to show you a picture. I don't have it. Uh, when I started the church, it was all high school kids. And I, I ran like a high school youth group on Sunday night at my house. And, you know, again, all those high school kids moved on. Jay Fresh was in. That's right, man. I forgot about that. And so... You know, that's obviously changed from, from where it is now, but the exact opposite actually. You know, yeah. Like that middle school age and one or two littles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's it's shifted. Mm-hmm. Julia. Yeah, when Julia came along, she was like the only Well, and John's kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just think what we're gonna happen. Yeah. That's why there is a conversation about what's happening now. But again, my the youth group junior in some senses I'm hoping is kind of almost preparing us for that next phase but at the same time we're i we need to i need to turn some attention towards this current phase julia dana i know robbie's sorry jack is plugged in and he's doing youth group and he's you know i can really truly picture him in a discipleship role yeah (laughs) yeah he he has a heart to serve so i kind of picture him like almost alongside Julia is mm-hmm. helping. Yeah. 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 I hear that. Yep. Appreciate that. What do we got left? Let me see how many I got left. Yeah. Just two, two more. Okay. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Would that be helpful? Would that be helpful for, for people like a printed out calendar? Calling it the calendar in the morning here? Am I done? You guys, I got two more slides. I got more slides to go through. <laughs> it's not time we just need we just need like five more minutes okay kids would that be helpful for a printed calendar what about a google doc oh yeah it's cold you can turn the heater back i can turn the heater back on the beat a google calendar or a little bit of both maybe both okay I'll, I'll work on like i said i just didn't know if like you know a printed calendar would 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 work but i'll work on that so the kind of mission the mission oriented piece our, you know, kind of our, our mission, which is to love God and to love others. We do that through worship and prayer, through service and community. There's the 
the Sunday school that we're thinking about, always we're thinking about our kids, the after school teen program, the fifth Sunday serve day, the bike decorating, concerts in the park, just kind of making sure, again, that we're on track with our mission where God's calling us to be as a church. And then the last part on that cross was the pastoral support. Here's what was really interesting to me as I've, I've been thinking about this and kind of discerning this coming year, what I've really feel the Lord say to me, which is really, I don't know, I, I'm trying to it's it's counterintuitive and a bit paradoxical that the Lord's saying, Eric, you ha- you'll have more time this this year, but I want you to do less. Hmm. Which is not what I'm like. I'm like, again, energized, passionate, excited. And the Lord's like saying, yeah, maybe you need to think about ways to actually do less. And so I'll I'll just be like, in all my honesty and my leadership, absolutely like the weakest point is just asking people for help like that is like the, that is like i think i told you a story about when we were going to to the river and my buddy called his friend and he forgot something at his house he was like hey can you go pick up this game for me and bring it out to the river and i was literally just cringing inside like i would never do like if i just forgot something i would just like well it sucks i forgot it and you're like we're moving on you know but he's like oh yeah hey go pick this up for me and then just bring it out for me and i'm like i would never inconvenience somebody like that that oh who does that you know that is like like one of my major weaknesses uh, as a leader so i think one of the challenges that the lord's putting in front of me is is to grow in that area right because again, I'll just continue to do it. I'll just set up the whole church and I'll tear it down the whole church. I don't want to, you guys just come to church, enjoy it. And then you can just go home and leave. You know, I don't want to inconvenience you with having to set up a communion table or putting Bibles away. I'll just do it all. You know what I mean? And the Lord's challenging me in that. Part of that challenge is in conversations with my wife, she's just like feeling that in a different way. But my wife, you know, Again, going over these past four years and past 13 years, she's done so much. And she's just at a point now where she's just like, I just need some, I just need to take some things off my plate. And with the fourth kid, right? Back to school full time, you know, working full time and just a lot of those responsibilities. Do you want to talk about this or do you want me to just keep rambling? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. no. Teacher, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Teaching school. Teaching school. (laughs) So she's just like, she's just like, I just need to take some things off my plate. And so here's, here's a, don't get, don't get overwhelmed. Here's a, I just said, okay, what is it? What do you need help with? What do we need? What do you like? Again, okay. Like I'm cringing inside. Like, oh gosh, we can, we can just do, we can just, here's, here's what we need. You know, like Robin, for the most part, helps organize the curriculum, the supplies, the snacks crafts for mother's and father's day for the sunday school often on fifth sunday she'll get the craft for brookdale she'll find someone to bake a treat she'll kind of make sure that brookdale goes she'll set up the communion table the flowers the decor candles those sorts of things she'll tear it down make sure it's all put away my wife is also the one that will kind of coordinate and plan our women's nights the anniversary to decorate lunch after service dessert some of those things camping weekend she's often kind of spearheaded and planned fourth of july bike decorations she's purchasing from oriental trader she's going to the 99 cent store she's going to hobby lobby you know kind of doing all you know making sure that all comes together the picnic that we do kind of sporadically during the summer the sign-up sheet 
to shop for, you know, the church always provides drinks and desserts. And then we, the pumpkin carving night, the waffle breakfast, Christmas songs for kids to sing at Christmas Eve. In the past year, we've done VBS. We've done a booth at Concert in the Park, some of those things. So in, I had a thought of like, okay, I'm just going to pass around the good old sign-up sheet as we do. And then I was talking to Elise a little bit about this because I was like, wait a second, I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Because like, say, you know, pastor on the sign-up sheet and Robin signed up for something, Shannon gets something. And then by the time it gets to Liz, it's just like, well, Liz, you're on camping weekend. <laughs> you're like, oh, you know, the pastor's asking me to sign up. I'm signing up for camping weekend. <laughs> Wouldn't that be perfect, Chris? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right, yeah, Liz is doing plan of the whole camping weekend, you know? So I didn't want to just... You know, again, I don't want to just delegate stuff out and like, okay, only well, you got to do it because, you know, you're going to be the, if you're otherwise you're going to be the last in the kingdom. You know, Jesus told you what I want to do. And again, this is going to kind of come in some of this electronic communication is, you know, think about this. Like, this is just some areas that my wife is, is saying, like, real specifically, I need some help in, right? And can, can we distribute some of these things? She loves doing these things. Like, there's not a things that she's just like, again, uh, but, at the same time with where she's at, where we're at, it's just like, hey, let's just kind of remove some of these things and and empower empower people. I know that's kind of a cheesy, you know, cliched statement, but you know, bring 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 people along to do some of these things. And what I want to do in the in electronic communication is I want to just hear from you specifically as you have a chance to think about these things, right? So Liz, for example, going back to you, like yeah, like, hey, I want, I'd love to help him plan a women's night, right? But then Molly's like thinking, hey, I'd love to help him plan a women's night as well, too. And so is Jolynn. And so maybe the three of you are like, okay, well, we can do this together, right? Or like, you know, so it's not, it's not just, you know, kind of whatever's left over or here's, you know, but there hopefully will be some, some area of kind of growth, uh, empowerment, passion behind what you're doing. Am I saying that right? I feel like I've just talked too much this morning but I get excited about talking about the church. Am I missing anything on that? Robin, do you want to fill in any blanks on that? No, no. Just if there's anything up there that you feel, you know, that's uh, something that you enjoy to do or it's where it puts you more. But yeah, it's something to stay on or hell into that gift. Go for it. Talk to me. Talk to Eric. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Doing us out with kids for Sunday. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. don't have like, like Brooks and Charlie yeah. Yeah, that was really helpful. I don't know if we had thought about that. Phil, why don't you jump in on that while I write this up? I mean, we, I just said that, like, you know, obviously one of the core values of our church is serving. So, like, I do feel like it, it's, I don't know, hard to get the kids involved in, in that kind of thing, too. So, yeah, I mean, if, if like, set up and, and tear down, you know, the Bible's getting set up and stuff. I don't mind coming here a half hour early with the mm-hmm. kids and having mm-hmm. them be part of that. I, I would, you know actually enjoy that to be part of their yeah. learn that serving is part of yeah the christian as well you know yeah so yeah it just yeah yeah i had never thought about that but what a great thought apparently they don't you know cynthia and katie do, do uh-huh. their like tidy up the nap to me yeah that could be yeah is there a chain necklace of set up or breakdown i had one at one point and i think pre-covid i had like some people like kind of week in and week out kind of help come help set up and tear down and then when we weren't doing the rec hall like we would just leave church as is so i would kind of come in in the morning make some coffee and turn on the projector and it was just like eh, nobody really 
But now that we're doing the rec hall, things are all getting torn down. We're putting things away. So we had yeah. kind of like a like first Sunday rotation yeah. mm-hmm. Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. something like that could be mm-hmm. like, like the setting up, like so we know what's Yeah, with the setting up and like holiday and making that all cute, does that all have to get taken down every time we're out too? Or like if I no. like step that up, that's that can, can that stay and stay cute or no? <laughs> yes. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah, because because when the kids are coming in and and doing their thing, she's in here, so they're not really yeah. Anybody yeah yeah the, for those kind of like the communion and set up stuff having multiple people on board to do that would be good as opposed to like pumpkin carving night that's a one-time thing mm-hmm. if you have more people then you don't have the same person showing up doing it yeah all the time yeah. yeah and like molly was saying like when we're here the first sunday the third and the fourth oh. that's typically like Oh, I'll take the first Sunday or I'll take the second Sunday. I do have a document that I normally share when I'm out of town, right? So here's a document that I'll give to Rob or you or people who have done it when I'm out of town and here's all the things to do. So, yeah, I got to, I really get, you know, one of the things that needs to go up on this list personally, I got to empower the church to really become the coffee makers, like really learn how to do the coffee in the proper way. That's all I got. That's a lot of conversation. I want to, I was kind of doing some reading, some studying this week, came across this quote by Mike Glenn about the church, really liked it. I want to end and share with this. Sorry, this, this font is a little bit hard to read and it's small, but I'll, I'll read it. <clears throat> uh, Mike Glenn says this, he says, each church, like each child will have its own dreams and gifts and struggles and joys. There will be a collective memory in the church from the moments God showed up in the congregation says, a wise pastor will hear the testimonies of those moments, the long sighs of their griefs, and from their stories, the pastor will give word to the unifying themes of these moments. When this happens, the people will recognize themselves in the vision that has been called out from them. Then Glenn says this, he says, there is no shortcut, there is no formula to this. He says, we listen until we recognize the Spirit's current and can give word to what the Lord is doing in and through his people. Pastors don't bring vision, they call it out. And with every church, as with every child, that moment is always different, always has been, always will be. John isn't Peter, Peter isn't John, Ephesus isn't Corinth, Corinth isn't Ephesus. Our church isn't any other church. And any other church wouldn't work where we are. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just something that I've kind of been thinking about with our church. Very thankful, very happy about with where our church is and what we're doing. So, again, what a great year. Uh, and to move into this year just brings me all joy and hope and excitement. So, very close. And I don't, I don't know, Lord, if, if I could, <laughs> if I could, I don't just pray over this church that we would hear your voice that that voice would be collective, discerned. It would guide us. It would lead us. It would teach us from our littlest, littlest baby to the oldest and all points in between. The way that we come together and learn and grow and follow you. Again, not just for our own personal spirituality, but to see, to see you move within this neighborhood, within this community, within this county, Lord, that's what we're asking for, is not just that we'd become a nice, comfortable church, 
but a church that is challenging people to grow and to learn and to give their lives away to become servants. Thank you, Lord. All these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.